0: Welcome back, everybody, to the Self-Storage Income Podcast. We have another incredible episode lined up for you today. But before we get into that, huge shout out to all of our amazing sponsors, Janice International, Store Local, Live Oak Bank, and Tenant, Inc. Be sure to check out the links in the show notes. You guys probably hear us talking about these guys on the podcast all the time. Janice International, tons of amazing people, tons of amazing products, services, their no-key service, their R3 program, all these different aspects to help you build an amazing storage facility or upgrade your storage facility. Uh, just a fantastic group. Store Local, it's honestly one of the biggest threats to self-storage is, is market consolidation, and everything that goes along with that. So enter Store Local, the largest storage co-op in the world, just amazing people again, tons of of awesome people there and uh, amazing solutions to bring everybody's resources together and uh, utilize those in an effective way to be able to compete and also thrive in a world of competition with some of these larger REITs and the big players in the self-storage industry. Check out Store Local. Amazing, amazing opportunities there. Live Oak Bank. I don't know how many of you guys came to our live event in Coeur d'Alene just this past year, but uh, we had some amazing conversations with Live Oak Bank there, and they were probably one of the most popular uh, (laughs) topics there in our our breakout sessions. And and people want to know. They want to know the financing. You guys want to know what the solutions are, what the deals look like. All these different aspects to financing. Live Oak Bank is that answer specifically for self storage. They specialize in storage, which is just incredible. There's no learning curve for them to understand the asset. They know it, they've been there before, and they can help you see things that you might not even be seeing yourself. So, Live Oak Bank, amazing. Check the link in the show notes. And last but not least, Tenant Inc. Tenant Inc. is an incredible slew of products and services, essentially, for your storage facilities to help automate, to help streamline, to help optimize your business and your storage facility. They've got uh, their Hummingbird platform, Nectar platform, uh, their Mariposa platform just to scrape the surface here, their their property software, the big thing about this is the API is open. So you guys can actually you you own your data, you can use other third parties and back that into your systems. It's not this closed system that that only uses proprietary x, y, and z. You guys have total control over your data, total control over these various aspects of running your business, uh, running your storage facility, And uh, they just got some amazing products. Again, these are storage owner operators that have created and developed these solutions. And uh, it's just an amazing platform. So check it out. Without further ado, guys, here's the episode. Looking to create wealth and income through high cash flowing real estate? Self storage is the
1: fastest growing and the newest real estate asset that has outperformed all others. What's its secret? I'm AJ Osborne and with over a million square feet that we have built, acquired, expanded and even converted big box stores from small third tier markets to large hundred plus thousand square foot facilities, we have seen it all. This is the podcast that we're going to discuss and bring on the best investors and operators in the nation to show you how to create wealth and income with self-storage. Welcome to Self Storage Income. Welcome everybody to self storage income. And today we have, I, 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 I'm really excited about this podcast because we are talking about one of the most important pieces that I think a lot of people forget about. And we are diving into our exact structure, why we do things, how we do it, Um, It's going to talk everything from this podcast. It's going to talk about site location, and it's going to talk about branding. We've got so much to go into it, and we have put so much work into this in uh, um, our firm and in our history, and I can can tell you the exact difference of not doing it and doing it, Um, pros and cons, good ways to go about it. There's just so much in this podcast that is value that I'm just so excited about
0: yeah it was same same here man it's just the the immeasurable amount of value that's been capitalized and that has been um Put into action that's been realized over the past, you know, three years that we've really been pumping content out and uh, focusing on this. Uh, just, just the relationships alone. Um, these, these the infrastructure within the industry that we're building of just these top performing people and resources, and I mean the list goes on and on and on. And it really is this um, very measurable difference between not doing it and doing it. And yes. uh, yeah, I'm excited to dive into it. There's a lot here today and um, it just couldn't be, couldn't be a better time to do this because uh, we got a lot going on. hundred yeah, <laughs> percent. In fact, in, you know, one of the things that I want to talk
1: about too, is if you follow us on social, you get a lot more visuals. Um, so I will actually be going through this on the um, YouTube channel. This is also where you have graphs describing all of this going up on my Instagram as Well, so if you are not on those, make sure you follow us on Instagram, make sure you subscribe um, to us on YouTube, because we take some of these aspects that we're going to discuss in here, we go way in depth, and we can I can show a lot of data and visual that way. It's one of actually the main reasons we started the YouTube and why I um, started getting even more active on my Instagram was because there was so much that we were
0: talking about in the podcast. And I'm like, I got to show this to you guys. Oh, dude, you have to. There's so many of these things that are so intricate and it's hard just to follow along sometimes when we're talking about these various things, whereas you know you have something in front of you whether it's a graphic or an actual you know downloadable list of items or whatever that is so much easier to actually so like much easier. see and and understand Market how it's being analysis,
1: looking at all of yeah. these different things and then data you know one of the things we do on our youtube i'm like look here's these numbers here's why we see this um and on instagram we can i can talk and show be, not only behind the scenes right so i I'm, I'm actually showing hey this is what we're doing i posted I think it was yesterday on my stories, um, I was talking about inflation and changing our underwriting models and adjusting those due to inflation. The reason why is because we've spent the last week going through our underwriting models and tweaking and adjusting for inflation and trying to really understand in what you should and shouldn't do. And that's a whole basket, which I'm going to talk about in another podcast because it's a big subject. But On my Instagram, I'm actually sitting at my desk, right? And I'm like, hey, we're doing this now. Mm -hmm. And I I think that's just a way to connect. And I view information and content as there's, and you guys have heard me talk about this on the podcast, but you have uh, static information or knowledge. You have static knowledge, right? When you go to school, you receive static knowledge. It's just regurgitating. There's really nothing there, right? Um, It gives you a baseline um, it gives you maybe an understanding of everything, which is important. Okay, static knowledge is not important. It's important. Um, even my book, I think, is static knowledge, right? So once again, I think that's extremely important. I read nonstop, but dynamic knowledge is the static knowledge combined with understanding, doing application based and dynamic knowledge allows you to take the knowledge that you've learned and apply it in all sorts of different situations. So that dynamic knowledge, I believe is usable knowledge. It's 3d it's, Oh, I can take this and use this. And I find a lot with static knowledge. I read a book on, you know, whatever it is, Warren Buffett's process, things like that. And you're like, Oh, this was awesome. I feel fulfilled. I feel like I understand more And then I really don't know what to do with it. And I don't know really how that changes. What we've tried to do is the podcast, the book, the YouTube channel, and the behind the scenes on IG and elsewhere, this gives you a three-dimensional view of us in action and what's happening, why we're seeing it. And then we build out what I like to call frameworks that you can use in everyday scenarios even if it's not the same scenarios we were in. And when you look at our company, which we're going to have another podcast too, we have a huge lineup of podcasts because this year we're like just giving everything away. In fact, I got a new book that's coming out um, called The Impact System. And The Impact System is our business model and it's our frameworks that we use to scale. And um, that's coming out literally in two months. Here here in, in an hour, we're, we have a meeting on that. Um, and so that covers these frameworks that we talk about and how to directly measure how to get job descriptions, how to, um, turn roles in what you should automate and hire out and how you should build out starting from an individual and scaling up. So when you look at our content, um, one dimensional and static content, even in this podcast is great, but when you tie in those other forms, and you see behind the scenes you see the information you see us underwriting right and then you receive the frameworks
0: that we're working within on a day to day it's 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 a whole new level it's uh, not even oh dude it really is uh, the other aspect to that is you're seeing you're seeing this process that that a lot of people i think that, well obviously you you don't get um you don't get in a book, you know. You might you might have something described to you, or, or these other aspects. But being able to essentially live through a process of building a company with someone and their firm, um, as they're building it and going through those those learning curves in that journey is. Is something that we haven't really experienced in the past. Yeah, um, where you know, and I, most people don't have the opportunity to experience. That. No, and, and you always, I mean, you see these stuff these things. Whether it's it's Nike, you know, where it's like, hey, this guy started the shoe company, and you know, he was just selling some shoes out of the back of his car, and uh, then he was just like successful, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it exactly. took off, and uh, he was doing great things. But you know, lo and behold this you know the trials and tribulations and the fires that you know him and other companies go through to actually go through this process to build these things is immense, immense. and i i mean you're talking decades of scraping by not making it of figuring things out and that's kind of the whole Point of, and again, I know we've said this before on the podcast, but you know, there's no finish line ever yes. in any of this stuff that yeah. we're doing. There's always going to be problems. There's always going to be things changing, and um, and again, that's the beautiful thing about all of this is that we can share this stuff in real time with you guys. And this is stuff that you can implement now. This is stuff that you can implement later. Later, build exactly. out whatever that looks like for you and your scenario. Well, it came
1: down to previously my frustrations with content around. Um, actionable stuff. So it's like, I'm trying to, I, I want to learn, I'm trying to replicate what's happening. And like Connor said, we really have two kinds of content. There's a, and then there's Z. And I talk a lot about this. It's in my new book. And this is one of the problems we're trying to address is that you have all the beginning stuff. Here's what you need to do, right? Millionaire morning. And, you know, go just hire a VA or whatever the beginner stuff really is. And then you have the Z, you have the end, you have, you know, started it, like Connor said, started selling shoes out of his trunk. And now he's got a billion dollar empire. And he tells you all the things that he did to get started. Right. And you see the end result and everything. But the middle is always this area that it's like, I don't have anything to give you to replicate it. The reason being is the middle is changing within circumstances. It's dependent on time. I mean, what Nike went through in the eighties, right? You, a lot of people go, okay, well, that's great, but how do I apply that now? Because it's a different world, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm a different person, and it, it's all these things. And it, and how I viewed it was going through this knowledge. I was I I was looking at companies, and I was really doing a lot of studying, even after my. MBA as we were trying to grow multiple businesses, and I viewed it was I can learn about A, B, C, maybe even D along this process and this journey of building companies, building empires. But after that, there's really not a lot that I view as really repeatable. And then you get to the end, right? As we all know the end and you see the end and people talk about, well, then you get venture capital and then you go public and then this is how you do it. You hire these super high level people, right? And then they come in and build your company for you. And so it starts to be more towards the end, not Z, but once again, a little before that. And then you have a lot of people that are like, okay, that's great. But the actual meat, the actual reality is everything in between. Mm -hmm. So what we created and what I created was that as you learn these stories, there were themes that you could pull out that you could apply, right? But themes were more, it was like ways of thinking. So I designed frameworks, essentially, that this is what we operate in and move in that the these people from the past did, right? So they worked within frameworks and how they built this out. And we put frameworks together.
0: So as our company was growing, we actually had a process process to grow mm-hmm. through so you're a saying way as, to do it. Yeah. As people are living through that process, they're documenting it. They're learning, they're adapting to it. And as they progress through the company and those individuals coming in after them into their roles, yes, they know what they, they should, should be doing. They, they know how do. to be built. Yeah. They
1: know what, what I'm should be hiring for all that stuff that you read about in the book that you're like, I don't know how to apply. It's a system on how to do it. And this A to Z area, as I was going through, I mean, I'm sure I was like a lot of you. I, I mean, I was super hungry. I had a dad who was like the most successful insurance salesman ever. And I was (laughs) like, I'm like, I can't repeat this. You know, I'm not going to be like you. Um, Mm. he had all these big clients and I was successful insurance salesman. I got paid a a lot of money from uh, doing sales and everything, but I, I, and him, it was frankly killing him. We'd hit a treadmill. And so then I'm like, sitting here going, how do we get out of this mess? And then that I, I became, I mean, I literally just went, got my MBA. I just started enrolling in information, consuming it because I'm like, how do we get off this treadmill? And how do we have success that isn't represented solely by our work, our paid for hour, our, if we stop working, you know? And so when we went through this process, I tried to learn, how to design companies and how to build things out that led us to self storage as well as others. And then it, it was, how do we scale this? How do we grow it? You know, we're over 60 employees now, which are actual W2. If you count in the employees that are not W2 that are hired out, we're probably at a hundred now. Maybe even more when you look at VAs and everybody else. Um, And when that progression though, there's it, it wasn't by accident. And that's the important thing to understand and know. And so part of what I do and teach is I'm trying to show the struggles that we go through. We, I try to show and give understanding that, yes, this, this looks happenstance. But if you create a system, it's not. And the system is not line by line on how to do something. But it's what you should do within the environment.
0: And that's mm-hmm. important because the system needs to be flexible but it needs to be structured. Yeah. So, yeah, there's so many dynamics to, again, all of these processes of going through and building a company, obviously. I mean, it's incalculable how many different ways that you're going to do something or directions you're going to go. Um, but again, it just goes back to, you had mentioned those fundamental aspects where there's a lot of these fundamentals out there. Uh, but the problem is the actionable portion of those. Like yes. there's so much of it. It's like, okay, yeah, go and do this. And this is what you need. And that's what you need over here. And then it's like, okay, well, how, how exactly do I do that then? Like, you yes. know, what's what's, the, what's proce- the process? Exactly. And that's what we and there's Fundamentals to, do. to those processes yeah. that should be shared with people. And so, that's what and this we're is what doing we do here. so yeah. when you
1: look at guys so when you look at what the next book that's coming out is the impact system it's these actual structures then we have all this content from youtube everything else that shows us how we operate within those structures which too we're operating in unknowns as you guys know the uh crazy amount of inflation historic inflation most when well, let me see if i was looking back at my um, data. I think it's it's something like 80% of the people listening to this podcast have never been alive. That's previous 1980 that had inflation this high. So there's a vast majority of the entire United States. We're talking like maybe not a majority, but easily 45% of the United States that has never, and actually it probably is at this point, the majority, lived in an inflationary process um, and nothing like this. So To probably 50% of the country at this point, they've never seen any inflation like this ever. And how you operate in conditions that you've never experienced, and then two, what happens because of these conditions. So when you're in an inflationary process like 7 and rising percent inflation rate, and there's nothing... It's, looks like it's stopping it at all, which I don't want to get off a tangent, but this is not transitory inflation, people. We know that because you hear people that are still trying to justify it as transitory. And if you've listened to this podcast, you've known now for a year that I kept saying over, we're going to have inflation. And then when it started to happen, I kept telling you guys, this is not transitory. Um, and that's because we, you know, once again, we don't listen to mainstream media, we take that all out. I, we look at data and we look at historical um, things that have happened. Uh, hence the reason why during the COVID crisis, right when it first happened, we went out and bought a ton. And that's the same thing with after 2008. Don't listen to talking heads. But the, if you look at the numbers right now, there are more exports out of China and import that they're giving to America and going across the world that we're receiving than ever. So we are historical exports and imports right now. So when we say, oh, yeah, it's a supply chain problem, people think like we can't get goods and that's why prices are going up. No, we're historical. There's never been as many shipped items and goods coming out of the ports than right now. Um, Now, we do have supply chain problems, but that's because we have astronomical demand because we inserted 40% more uh, money into the economy than's ever existed in the time frame of a year. Our money supply rose by 40%. Interest rates are at all-time lows, and the job market is booming, and people, we have asset prices rising. People are getting wealthy. And on top of that, you have rising incomes at historic rates. So, there's a supply chain problem, but the supply chain problem is really caused by demand more than anything. Now, there's other segment goods. I'm talking CPI, housing, cars, other things that, yes, these are more affected by supply chain, but we're hitting all-time record car sales as well. So it, it, it the supply chain problems aren't causing the problem. The supply chain problems are here because of the problem. And that's the difference between transitory inflation and not how we view it. But when you're looking at these things, as we're talking about these things, right, we didn't know. So I, I, we, we say this is what's happening, and we believe the outlook will look something like this, but we don't exactly know. So just like you're starting out or even in the middle saying, geez, I don't know what's going to happen to the United States. I don't know what's going on. And you listen to either our podcast or other podcasts, and you're like, man, they just seem to know. We don't. Mm -hmm. Okay, This is important to know. (laughs) We don't.
0: Really good caveat there. So we're operating
1: on, um, uh, frankly, assumptions. I believe that our assumptions are just well more based than other people's. And we also are operating on the fact that I don't know. So mm-hmm. I, there's, there's no question in my mind that I have no idea what will be, happen. And to, in fact, there's no question in my mind that I could be bankrupt in a year because we could be in the worst depression the world's ever seen. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe. I don't yeah. know. What exactly. if we get a war? I have no idea. So the key is, though, that we're operating on frameworks that work in the unknown. So when we're showing you guys, we're showing you what we're adjusting and what we're changing in real time. Okay, so we started the AJ Osborne podcast as well as the AJ Osborne YouTube channel to talk and show more of that stuff, dive way more into the business side, the economic side, our unknowns and how we're working into it. We're talking about frameworks. So guys, if you haven't gone to YouTube to subscribe to the AJ channel, we already have, I think we're literally launching it this week, but we already have four or five videos that go into business processes, understanding, operating, hiring Everything like that, um, as well as the AJ Osborne podcast, new, reframed, and done and moving out. But I have a graph, you guys, that I want to talk about. And this graph um, I'm posting on Instagram and it will also be on the YouTube channel. It shows how we do this and our framework to operate within all this information. So, first of all, this can seem overwhelming to you guys because you can say, AJ, you're doing. YouTube, podcast, Instagram, which by the way, I don't have a big following. So this is always funny to me. Like I am not an influencer. I don't have a huge following. Now the podcast, yes, we have hundreds of thousands of people that listen to it. Everything that's, that's different, but I am on social media and everything. I don't. Now, what I do have is I have, I think a small group of people that I feel loyal to, and they are our investors these are people that we do deals with these are listeners from the podcast and our goal in all of this and this is why this is important is not to just be big right we i have no goals to say i want to have a million followers or something like that. that doesn't matter to me right when we even look at our youtube channel we're not that big of a youtube channel but when you look at our view time on our information compared to the average. So let me give you an example. Ours was ranging between seven to eight minutes, uh, view time on videos, which our videos are usually eight to 12 minutes. Okay. YouTube's average is under two minutes. So we're like four, five times higher than normal YouTube participation. Mm -hmm. And what that shows us is that, um, our, Small viewer, we don't have millions of people, hundreds of thousands of people on YouTube, nothing. But these people, we're hitting our right target audience, and the information that we're putting out is good. That's mm-hmm. what that tells me and Connor when we're putting these YouTubes together. It tells us we're hitting our audience and we're serving that audience content that they're diving into, they're digging it. And that's that's our goal here, yeah, right? That's, again, that's our I purpose.
0: Mean, we've got those measurable differences in, I mean, just the analytics, looking at that. Um, and then also the, the the analytics and the data within the business and the growth of the, of the businesses that we've got yes. going on. Um, and Itch, those, the, those opportunities. The, yeah, exactly. And, how
1: they work within oh, each other. Yeah, so how yeah. the
0: social works within the business, right? Mm-hmm.
1: And that's the big thing with this graphic, everybody. Yeah. Prime so, example of, of quantity versus quality, you know? 100%. And that's all we care about. I definitely do not in any way, shape, or form want to be some social media star or anything because I'm Are you really sure? boring. You sure? <laughs> really boring. As everyone in listening to this podcast knows that, you know, AJ's a boring nerd. And uh, you, I'm okay with that. You
0: need one of those uh, reality TV shows, you know. Some Dan- dancing on, on TikTok. Yeah. That's yeah. what yeah. you
1: should do. Do some of that. Do some of that. Yeah. <laughs> that, fits, that fits my brand really well. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> um, me and Mike four kids work all night, go hey, home, yeah. spend time with my kids, cuddle, then wake up and go back to work. Um, That's where it's at. Uh, oh, Hey, let me grab the, uh, so when we're looking at um, our graph and our overall functionality, this is where everything that we're talking about before really comes together. So what we're trying to do is understand that the podcast, the YouTube, the Instagram, um, all outlets, even TikTok. Um, which we're on, we post videos on, I really don't understand it, but we put videos out there. Um, you guys have heard of a lot of people that are really good on different things. Like we had my, uh, really good friend Frazier on that talked about TikTok, what it's done for his business. Um, and there's a lot of things that people are really good at and not good at. And this is one of the first things you really need to realize. So I'm good at long content meaning I want to discuss things in depth, in detail. And I, I, I really think through a lot of this stuff at nauseum. Um, as a lot of people may, may know, you listen to the podcast, you're like, yeah, yeah, AJ, get to the point, but I,
0: I can't do that. I really think through all angles and my mind, that's how my mind works. So- well, and you have to on so much of this, man, you, you really got to understand what portions. It's like a spider web, right? You've got to understand what is connected to what and how it works. Because if one piece moves this way or that way or goes away, it's going to affect the whole thing. And you have yeah. to understand how those metrics work in a line. And
1: and I don't like one-liners. Like, yeah. just do that. And I'm like, well, no, hold off. My mind goes crazy. Well, it's not just that. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you got to see the whole picture here, right? Uh, yeah. And so um, I don't like those one little hits and those one little things. And people say, it's just so easy. Just wake up at 5 a.m. and read a book every morning. And I'm like, well, that's not even close to reality.
0: So don't, don't ever give you like a multiple choice test because you'll be like, oh, hey, I failed uh, tests. I, you could, it could be any one of these answers, guys. Like, no, on those tests, <laughs> uh, I had to take special tests oh, because man. we knew we, we couldn't do
1: it. Because I would argue with the teachers afterwards when I got it done. I'm like, now hold on. I could actually, dude, I could yeah. actually
0: argue this answer nowadays. Um, I mean, looking at some of that stuff nowadays, like with our kids and their their homework and stuff, I'm kind of like, well, technically, there's yeah. more than one answer. Exactly. Here. I'm like, I could see this going for yeah. the five choices. Uh, dude, it's insane. And then the fifth one's the
1: right one, and I got them all wrong. Uh, so, When you look at our graphic, which once again you can go on, uh, the the general item is first of all, I'm better at long form content just because it fits my personality. This is something that you need to know. Now, everything has a purpose, though the the podcast, all of this, there's a purpose driven. Before I got, uh, before I went into the hospital, I never did content at all, nothing. I I post once a year on like Instagram or something of one of my kids or my family picture, right? I, I did I did nothing, no content at all. Um, and that's because there wasn't a purpose for it. So I didn't do it. Uh, now looking back, maybe I should have started sooner or not, but I didn't have a vehicle to make it purposeful. So I didn't do it now, right now, the long form content is in podcast and YouTube. That's what we put out. I, I have research people that I actually hire out to help me research my subjects. And information that I'm putting out, I spend a lot of time um, writing, thinking about these things. We'll all have one subject and all get um, thirty pages of research. I have a pile, literally right here. Connor can see this. I have all the self st- storage data from 2000. Uh, my poor people that have to get all this. Uh, I have 2015, <laughs> it's a 16, yeah. 17 and 20, and they are all right now going back to 2005 and getting five, six, and seven for me. This is all for one YouTube video, and I will go through all of it. So it's 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 a problem, people. Um, now, when we go from that long-form content, basically this graph shows a line. Above the line is all our content. You have podcast, YouTube. Underneath that, you have short content, which is Um, IG stories, reels, TikToks, graphics, um, blogs, all the short content, which derives from my long content. Okay. So that's important to know the research data, everything that's put in, then my team carves it up into short content to put it up, to make things more digestible for different platforms that's usable. Then I can post on my Instagram, which by the way, nobody does my Instagram. It's me. So I'm the one messaging everything else like that. I, I don't we don't farm that out. I actually am responding to DMs and everything in it, which is a lot of work. Um, because we we have a lot and it could take me a long time to get back to people. Um, but all of that, this is all free. And this is this is the thing that's really important. We have no catch. There is no catch, as in we hide back information and then a catch at the end to say, but wait, there's more. Or if you pay me this, you'll learn how to do what I was just talking about. That doesn't exist. I tell everything frameworks, hiring, um, loans, who we use, how we use them, all of it. We give every piece of information about us, our thought process, our strategy away from free for free. And when people ask me, I literally give them exact answers, call this person, do that, do this um, there's no catch. So then everybody may say, well, what's the purpose now under the line of all the content and everything above is the purpose. At the end of the day, our purpose is financial freedom, independence, wealth, and income creation. Okay. That's it. That's, that's the purpose. There's two methods. We either do it for people in the form of they invest with us, Or joint ventures, and that is through our company, Cedar Creek Wealth. So we create financial freedom, independence. We create wealth and income for other people through investing with us. So the content out here, everybody listening to this, it builds trust. You understand me, you understand what we're doing, you understand I'm 100% transparent, and that builds people confidence. They bring us deals um, and they invest with me. That's one of the reasons I am a content purist, so to speak. There's no catch, nothing like that, because I want everyone to know everything about us. I'm very proud of what we've done. I have nothing to hide. And the more that people, I believe, can see what we're doing, how we've done it, our results, and our mistakes, the more they'll want to be a part of what we're creating. The next side is, so we have, we'll we'll create financial freedom, wealth, income um, independence for other people. But then there's other people that wanted way more condensed, um, little more handholding because all this information that we're putting out, it's, it's ridiculous amounts. I mean, these podcasts hour plus long every week, YouTube videos every week, uh, that is a massive amount of content. So then we had other people that wanted me to coach, do things like that. I'm not a coach, I don't want to be paid for coaching because I'm like, first of all, no matter what you pay me, it's not worth it to me. Um, and second of all, I don't want to be responsible to, to anybody and I don't want to be anybody to be mad at me. And so I never really <laughs> wanted to go down. I think I did it like twice and I'm like, because they wouldn't stop bugging me and I was like, fine. Um, I, you know, I think they had a great experience, uh, Jeremy, he was on the podcast. You guys heard, um, that was three or Jeremiah, not Jeremy, Jeremiah three weeks ago, close friend of mine. Now I coached him for a year and that was a super exception. Okay. So I don't do that. So please don't write in after this podcast. <laughs> I literally told everybody, I love doing it for Jeremiah and everything, but I'm never going to do it. And he had his storage business running it. Okay. And that's just cause he could handle me. And now we're, you know, we work together. I got an email here from him. I got to respond. Just great guy. Everybody go back to that podcast. He's killing it. Listen to it. Mm-hmm. I don't do that. So then what we decided because we got so much in, okay, what we'll do is we'll do, we'll help you do it in the form of groups. So we have the inner circle, which is my self-storage inner circle which we really don't even market or anything. It's funny. I just had my people change the website and everything around. Um, But that is a group setting where they come in and everybody's on the Zoom. And I go almost, I mean, we're about weekly now, which is crazy. Um, But I get on and I actually will answer directly their questions. We'll look at their projects. I will open up and walk through very specific underwriting in depth, um, and I show everything we're doing. I go here's a here's a facility we bought, and I walk with them through on a computer, which I can't do outside
0: that environment, mm-hmm. right? Well, even just the other day, uh, we were on a call with one of our in- inner circle members uh, looking at potential development. Um, yeah storage developments and uh, regions and and kind of diving into, you know, why it would work, why it wouldn't work, some of the metrics we need to have for those developments uh, to pan out and to pencil well. And um, it's super helpful because, I mean, that's we're helping them. They're helping us. And I mean, we're looking for opportunity. They're looking for opportunity. I've
1: done two huge win-wins, three deals with inner circle members. Yeah, Our first, how many deals, all the inner circle members invested with us. So that's kind of the purpose of it. Once again, it's this, we're doing it with you or for you. And so the inner circle just provided me a means in which I could do that in a group setting. It's not that big. It was like 15 people in there, but we also give them feasibility um, studies on their properties to a year, which that's another paid. If we're going to do it for you, we'll give services in the form of feasibility studies on, on people's projects. So they can give us and we, and I mean, it's everything. It's not like a normal feasibility study like people do. We do actual financials. We do actual thing. And what all we've done is we take our whole entire team of underwriters. We do it off our prop process and we give them the exact same underwriting. And we would literally tell them if we would do it, if not, and then how to do it. So that's a paid service. We give two of those a year for our inner circle, but Then we have our other group, which is the CRE circle. That's a lower level, which is broad business, investing, and all commercial real estate assets. It's kind of a cheaper one. And we just simply did that because people there were people that wanted to be in the inner circle, but maybe either couldn't afford it or something else like that. So we did that as a group. That's me and Brittany Arneson. We have 150 people there.
0: Yeah. Touching on that, there's no other platform out there uh, or group dedicated to just the commercial real estate, no aspect, not. Um, not. And, and really bringing that value together for a group of people. Where um, that's exactly what the and CRE that's why circle we started, is, it. you know, where it's not just self storage. You've got all these, I don't know how many experts we've had in there now oh, at this point. Yeah. Uh, different yeah. various people, asset classes, apartment buildings. Oh, we have yeah, industrial, and and we've had and multiple people have bought
1: storage facilities together, coffee shop businesses, and everything in that. And that's a bigger group. Um, And that was the whole reason we did it because Brittany Arneson, who teamed up with me on um, um, some of our storage projects that we were doing, who I met years ago in a mastermind, funny enough, but um, she was moving into commercial real estate. And I was kind of mentoring her in a lot of different aspects and everything. And we were talking because she was buying apartment buildings. Then she was coming in and helping me with a storage facility project. And she was like, you know, listen, there's just nothing out there for commercial real estate. Like you have underneath it, it was like bigger pockets, everything else, but for commercial real estate, there wasn't anything. So that's why we built that once again, though, for me, it's a group platform. So I can give, um, courses, things like that, but it goes out to a big group. I'm not, It it, it doesn't get away from what we do. And those people bring us deals and everything else. Um, So it helps us because what we do as practitioners, we make all our money off doing real estate, not teaching it. That's another reason why we can give all our information away for free and nobody has to pay to learn any of it because that's not how we make our money. Um, So then outside that, we have events, which... The events just need to – are paid, but they just – that's just to cover themselves. So our last event, which was a huge hit, that was crazy. It was the largest self-storage um, event, uh, private event. It was on a lake at a resort. We had fireworks. It was – we went to our facilities. We had the largest private owner of self-storage in the world speak. It was an incredible event.
0: Food, five stars, right? It was high, high end. It was – I mean I- – can't even really describe how incredible it was. No, it was um, awesome. And I actually I posted on that just yesterday or day before. I can't remember what it was on my social media. Man, you want to talk about not being an influencer? That's me. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> me uh, yeah. and Connor aren't good at. Uh, this. Oh, dude, yeah. So I uh, I posted my once in every six months thing, and uh, that was one of the, the the posts I put. Man, was just that the recap of you know all these incredible people that we met and and just how amazing that time was and. And that was just the feedback we got from everybody else as well, where they, they just were totally and completely blown away by the amount of value in every single aspect of that event. Yeah. Um it go was check out anything. the videos,
1: go look at yeah. it, and that's coming out again. We're doing it again, same place, everything, because everybody wanted to attend. We have vendors that were trying to get in because we wouldn't let the vendors come in because I was kind of, you know, being a snobby purist. And what that meant everybody <laughs> was that I paid out of pocket. It cost me and Travis over at um our uh co-op. Um man, I'm drawing a blank store, right local. store local. Store local. Cheese. I don't know why I can't, <laughs> can't it take is right now. semi semi-early. Um, yes. Store local. We um that caught me Travis and his team and my team, it took forever to pay. We actually had to hire a third party to help us put it on because it was so big. But that cost us a hundred thousand dollars out of pocket. So that meant It lost, the event lost $100,000 and we still put it on. So although I say that's paid, yeah, it's paid, but the majority of it's paid by me still. Because once again, that's not why we do it. I don't don't do events to make money. The idea is that we're getting deals, we're getting investors, that we are creating the, um, and I talk about this a lot, everybody, but it is the, we set the stage or we make the conditions for opportunity to arise. So when you look at how our companies break down the purpose, financial freedom, independence, wealth, income from all of it, all the content, events, everything, we don't make money from any of it. We don't charge for any information, but it creates the condition where opportunity arises. So what that means is from all of this, we have been able to get over 50 million in the last, I don't know, six million or six months, over 50 million worth of deals we've had you know i don't know over 15 million worth of investors our next fund that we're rolling out now is so we're rolling out a fund which takes our processes you guys all know it's a value add process we're buying underperforming facilities turning them around which gives us huge returns we're rolling out a fund that will be a 20 million dollar fund literally now i mean you can go to cedar creek wealth actually and sign up to to see it i think our our um What's it called? Our webinar. Yeah, it is next week. So we're getting ready for mm-hmm. that now. But that's a $20 million fund, right? That's from people that hear and learn about us. And then we're going out and we're buying everything in Denver and just outside of uh, Chicago in growing markets, great values facilities. We're going out and buying these facilities. And that's where we make money. That's how we make money. We're actual practitioners. So everything that we do creates the conditions for opportunity to arise. And I talk about this a lot when people say, how do you find deals, AJ? And remember, you've heard my be the bear. Mm-hmm. The I was just going to say that. Yeah. Idea. Yeah. The idea is be that the bear, the bear is dude. sitting in the river and you have, they have salmon that is swimming to the bear and they jump up and just land in his mouth. That's the whole point. In fact, one of our listeners sent me an awesome rug I have in my house of a, a, a huge grizzly bear. Um, sitting, I think you could see it on my Instagram too, but sitting in a river um, and a salmon jumping into his mouth because of that uh, analogy. He sent me that rug, which was just so nice. But um, the idea is that we're working I spend almost 50% of my time, everybody, to create the conditions for opportunity to arrive. When we go to events, people walked away and they were like, I literally had vendors that we didn't allow them to put on, but they came just to see the event um, and they paid for it. They had to pay. In fact, they paid, we made the vendors pay double just to even come in the door. <laughs> so, and they didn't even get to say anything. Um, they could only attend. Uh, but we, they came to us afterwards and was, we just like, AJ, We've got to do more business together. What deals do you have that need financing? what What are you doing, right that needs done? We had people walk away that were like, next investment that you have, we want to be a part of it, right? Um we get, I don't know how many people we've hired within our firm that found us through that, but it's a lot. Um, in fact, most of our executives came from understanding or hearing about us from somewhere or another, it was reputation and they come because they want to work for us here because they want to be involved in what's going on and what's doing. So the creation, um, of the circumstances that will allow opportunity to blossom. This is hard because it costs a lot of money now, but we started a long time ago, which I was spending a lot of money in, which we never saw a result from this took years as we've been building it up. Um, but it's made compounding Opportunity spur from us. And that's why when people say, we even have people on the YouTube video, they're like, I can't believe you give this stuff away for free. Like, how is this not a paid course? Right? That's that's why. The the quality attracts the best in class to protect the best in class to work for us, vendors that want to do deals with us, banks, um, individuals that bring us properties because they go, We know you guys can pull this off. Mm-hmm. And we I have brokers that we we buy properties that we're a quarter of a million under the guy we're competing with, but the broker told the owner, listen, this other guy these other guys, they may be great, right? But I gotta tell you, I know that AJ and his team, they will close. Mm-hmm. So you get under contract, you're gonna have zero problems, and these guys are gonna
0: close. That trust so and we get execution, exactly. I mean, it's massive. The other, the other really important thing that I want to make sure and touch on too is not only the, the ROI and the opportunity that's created for us within our firm and everything else, and those those that are associated with it through the circle or or, or partners or, or employees or whoever that is. Um, it's also amazing to see the 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 effect that this content and this network we've been building and this infrastructure that we've been building uh, it's an, it's amazing to see the effect it's had on those that um have just had touch points with it whether oh. it's going to the event or being on the podcast um again we just recently had um scott ramser on the podcast to yeah. talk about his um the largest rv, RV
1: mobile home park ever done yeah in the world the largest one ever done it came from that
0: event. It came from the uh, the podcast. Or, yeah, sorry, yeah, not the yeah. event, the podcast. Yeah, when he was on our podcast the first time, right after that, somebody called him up, said, hey, you know, I heard you on this podcast and I've got this opportunity. And lo and behold, you know, a year later- they put it together. Here he is. and like, just I mean, amazing. I man. get
1: messages literally every day that said, because of your information, I bought a storage facility. Because of what you did- Because of what you said in this video, I watched this video and I increased the revenue on my facility 30%. Like, so we get these messages every day. And the thing about it that you guys have to know is I am a very firm believer in you get what you put out. So when other people are being successful because of our information, so you taking information like this, applying it, making you successful, that actually makes us better. It's not that it makes competition right? That's not how we view it. Because what happens is when you're better then you tell, and we get a reputation that, Hey, what these guys saying are saying actually works. Like I did this and look what happened. And then other people are like, wow. And I believe that self-storage, the biggest threat, as everyone knows that in self-storage is self-storage. That's my number one thing. The biggest threat is self-storage, bad, um, operators, bad builders, bad speculators, and everything else. So if we can make the industry better, a rising tide lifts all ships, including mine. So the the thing is, like Connor's saying here, that it, it's not a one-way street. Like, people can take everything we're doing, apply it, and you guys can take this, never pay a cent ever for anything, and you can build a self-storage empire, and I am ecstatic about it. I'm stoked. Like, that makes us... Say, are qualities worthwhile? And you got to understand, we turn away so many deals that aren't for us, and other deals we we bring deals to my inner circle that are too small or whatnot. But we're like, this is a huge deal. We'll actually bring it so they can buy it because it's we don't we have a very certain thing that we're going after. We underwrite twenty deals a week, right? We don't take ninety nine percent of all deals we look at. We don't take that other people are buying and it's great for them. So it doesn't matter. If we can make you better and you're buying deals that doesn't fit us, but it fits you, size, location, or whatever, and you're making that deal better, the whole market's improving. So when we look at this, creating the conditions for success, it goes beyond just our firm. It goes to the industry. It goes through, you know, it it really does go to everything. And that's how we judge success, that our reputation is based upon the information that people get from us, apply, it works, it validates, it makes the industry better. We want to be thought leaders in this industry, right? I sit on multiple boards, including founding members of the largest co-op in the entire industry, and I'm also uh, one of the main investors and uh, founding partners of Tenant Inc., which is a property management system that we're building simply because we never wanted to own a tech company or build a tech company ever. That was never a goal, but we needed the industry to do better so we could all compete with the REITs. So we made a product, all self-storage people, we made the product that we needed. We're going to put that out to the market and it's going to. we're going to charge less than all major property management systems. So when we make that product, it helps us in our storage facilities, but it also helps the whole entire industry. And that relationship is how we get it. If we if it didn't help everybody else, I couldn't have a property management system that allowed me to compete with the REITs and all the big boys. So it has to work for every everybody. So the better it works for everybody, the better I can be. And like me and Connor were talking about this uh, before. You guys could take everything we're doing, the inner circle members, everybody listening to the podcast, anybody seeing the YouTube, it doesn't matter. You can all take all this information. That we're doing, you could apply it, build exactly what we've applied. And why isn't the white people say, you know, you're literally creating your own competition, AJ? Yeah, but you're how many years behind us? By the time they build what we've built, anyways, first of all, it's products that we don't have, we don't want, or it doesn't affect us. But by the time that they get to where we're at, we're in a totally another place. It literally is irrelevant to us and our firm at that point. So we're a hundred percent sharing everything. This also comes down to, I think, uh, my personality. As people know, I'm ADHD. And so um, that's a dopamine response problem. So ADHD isn't hyperactive. A lot of people think that that means you're hyperactive. That's actually not what it means at all. People that know me know I'm not hyperactive. I get excited about certain subjects and um, I get a little OCD about them. Like we talked about long term, I, I dive really <laughs> deep in it. And it, the problem is it's a dopamine receptor problem. So when I find things that I'm interested in, I really like it. Well, another thing about that is I'm an oversharer. So I, I share way too much, right? And people listening to this are like, yeah, why do we need to know that you're ADHD? Right. Well, that's because, because I'm ADHD, I'm an overshare. So I have no filter at all. I'll tell you, I'll tell our listeners, I'll tell every everything that there is about us. So If it wasn't a win-win, we'd be in big trouble because I can't, (laughs) I can't not share. It's literally not how my brain works. So it works out for everybody, and it's created a circumstance in which we can build a huge firm. We're going to hit a billion dollars after this year, after this first quarter. We may be over five hundred million alone with the properties we have under contract. But in the next two years, we'll easily hit a billion dollars of assets under management, and. We are so excited about the financial freedom, the wealth, the income, and financial independence that that's going to create for everybody that's a part of us, that everybody's around us. When I meet people that said, I quit my job because of listening to you, everything I, I mean, that's dopamine to me. That just makes me, it's, it's incredible. And mm-hmm. we want that to go around. So it is self-serving, 100%. We want to create the conditions to success and we want to make tons of money off of it. We, I'm un, you know, I, am unfiltered in that. I want to make tons of money. I am a capitalist by nature. I want to deploy and allocate capital, right? That's what we do, but in no way, shape or form does, is that limited to me? And by allowing that to go out and help when we go to these events um, that fuels us and it makes people want to be a part of this whole thing that we're doing and financial independence. And obviously I'm passionate about it because I made a promise. It's two sides of the reasons we do it, all the reasons that we just told you, but also the main reason I started doing content. The reason it all started was when I was in the hospital and I was going home to see my kids for the first time, it, it had been months I had been on tubes, um, and on life support. And I was in the rehab facility now coming back. I was paralyzed from the chest down, but I could use my hands and I could now get into a wheelchair. So they said that I could have visitation rights, right? So I could, they were gonna <laughs> allow me to go home to see my kids and it was Christmas morning. That was the first time I got to go to my house and see my kids. And they were gonna open up presents. And the night before I was sitting in the hospital, looking out at the snow, I was just so excited, right? I, 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 was, I was literally just, over the moon. Like I get to go see my children. I get to be in my own house for the first time. And I didn't care that I was still paralyzed, nothing like that. Uh, But also I was not worried about losing my house. I wasn't worried about my kids not having Christmas presents. And you have to remember, I was fired while I was in the hospital for my job. So that's financial freedom, independence. And when I was sitting there, I literally wrote it down and I made a promise that I said, Even if, AJ, you feel stupid, because I was really worried about sharing content because I was either going to be embarrassed, I thought I'd look dumb, and most importantly, I thought, why would anybody want to listen to anything I have to say? Um, I said, it doesn't matter. You're going to promise yourself. You're just going to share this with everybody because of what it gave to me. And so that's how I started making content. I actually started a blog in the hospital called Cash Flow to Freedom. You guys may remember it. That was the old AJ Osborne, everything. And then that Cash Flow to Freedom blog turned into a podcast, which then ended up turning into self-storage income and the AJ Osborne podcast. So it was just a personal promise to me and everything that came out of it. But everybody, that's our structure. That's why we do all this. That's why we spend so much time on this. And the results, I think, show for themselves.
0: No, they really do. I, again, I mean, the the impact that this has had, both on, you know, on everything on the industry on the people that work here at the firm with us, uh, with all of our partners, and uh, just anybody we've had any kind of touch points with, it's just been been an amazing ride and uh, looking forward to, to continuing building this out, getting it refined, aligning these things even more, and providing all the more value uh, to, to continue that trend of, of just massive, massive value deployment. Hundred
1: percent, everybody. Thanks for joining us on the ride. Links to everything that we're talking about below. We look forward to the events, seeing you this year. Let us know when you're successful. Remember, I got, I got, I, I have irregular dopamine. So give me that dopamine hit, everybody. Let's get out there and do it. All right. Talk to you soon. We'll thanks see you everyone. Guys.